Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. It's up. Welcome in the Talk of Champions on this Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit, Ben on Twitter. He's Zach Berry at Zach underscore Berry. Both right for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliative on three. How was your fourth, my friend? It was very hot. Um, Pretty brutal to go from the beautiful weather in Denver to Nashville in like two days that sounds tough (laughs) yeah it's tough scene going from like hey it's let's go out and get a coffee and walk around and it's 50 degrees and then uh now that we're back home it's like hey welcome back to uh walking around in soup all day oh yeah la was was perpetually 78 degrees it was amazing yeah the sun would get you and it got my pale ass a couple of times but the weather was perfect. And then we flew in. We landed late at night in Memphis, and it was like 98 degrees at night and sticky. And I was wearing like a hoodie, as I always do. And it was not pleasant. But July 4th has come and gone. And now we turn towards the final push to football season. That's what's crazy to me about July 4th. Like the the timetable and the schedule for stuff has moved up to where Right when July 4th was over for me and I woke up this morning, I immediately thought about, oh, God, we got SEC Media Days coming up. Fall camp opens August 1. Me and uh, Zach are going to go to Juice Fest at the end of July. Yeah, we're, we're like now in that final push. It's going to fly by quickly, I think. And it used to be that we just kind of enjoyed July too. But, man, nah, no. Stuff is happening. It is. And I, I was going to say I just kind of – Turn my head for one second, and then now it's, you know, we're past July 4th. We're going to yep. be – we'll be at the end of July before we know it, and um, and then we'll, yeah, media Hard days. Time. We've got Juice Fest, and then, boom, it's August. So it's – uh, I was already talking, uh, doing a little, little prep with uh, the fellas from Hit That Line. We're going to start getting our uh, podcast schedule – mapped out as Good. uh the 2023 season is is fast approaching so thank god man I, i'm ready for some football i'm not gonna lie to you it's been the first time in a couple of years where i've really gotten to july and it felt the itch man i'm really ready for football i don't know what it is because this Ole Miss football team has the potential to be really salty and also because of the schedule and some other things defensively rebuilding under pete golding it has the potential to be uh, pretty up and down, but I'm excited about it, and I'm excited to get going and to cover this team. And you know, I was I was thinking about this podcast today, 
And it's been a, a weird couple of days for me personally, because um, I've been burying a lot of my friends and family, it seems like for the last two weeks. So I used July 4th as a way to kind of detox. I went to my um, in-laws house to eat and it was amazing and all that kind of stuff. But then I left early, went home and just chilled in almost silence, watched the Braves lose to the Guardians. Of course, the game I finally got to watch start to finish the Braves who had won 10 in a row, nine in a row, going for their 10th in a row. They lost. So I'm the bad luck guy. We, we've kind of established this. It's like when I went to Omaha, finally got I was going to say, you, yeah. you, you, you went to Omaha and you weren't, so you're good. Yeah, but the first game that I was in attendance for, they lost. <laughs> but they won the national title and I was in attendance, so we can kind of squash all of it. But still, it, it does not help my psyche that I turned uh, turned on a Braves game to finally watch a Brave game, Braves game start to finish, and they lose. So here I am thinking I'm the bad luck guy again. But we start with the lead. Our lead story tonight. The lead. You idiot, it's the lead. The lead. The most consequential Ole Miss event coming up, in your opinion, is it Media Days? Is it Juice Fest? Is it the start of fall camp? It's probably the start of fall camp, but I'm, I'm thinking that Juice Fest could yield the most um, immediate returns for Ole Miss football. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably Juice Fest because I know that there's some people out there still groveling a bit about recruiting, and um, it'll be a big opportunity for Ole Miss to host some big-time targets, some big-time uh, commits that are pledged elsewhere. I think that they'll have some key targets in in the 2025 class. Um there are a couple that come to mind there that are going to be big time battles in next year's class. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably the biggest, I mean, media days is a big deal because it's media days and it's what the media needs to bridge the gap from the summer to the season. But that's just a bunch of talking. It's especially Lane Kiffin. Um, he's not going to do a lot. He's going to be very, very mundane. He's at least history shows that's who he is at, at media days. He's not going to give a lot of, you know, colorful and animated answers. He's going to be very methodical and it's basically just going to be, you know, like a, like a Gen Z version of, of Nick Saban. He, he's going <laughs> to, he's going to be very, very chill. Um, well, at least with media days, we all kind of know what the deal is. When Hugh Freeze went his last year when all the NCAA stuff was going on, we knew that was going to be some fireworks. But now it's just to get up there and not make any news, and it's a television event, and um, that's fine. I think Juice Fest, I'm with you. I think that could be the most consequential because of the players they'll have in town. But hosting talented or highly ranked recruits has not been the issue. It's getting them committed. And I had somebody ask me on Twitter not too long ago, I think it was July 1, from Clutch Sports, Ole Miss, Ben, are you concerned at all with the quality of commitments we've been getting recently? And I, I get what they're what Clutch Sports is getting at here in that it's been a lot of three stars. Jamonta Waller goes to Florida. Braylon Burnside goes to state. J.J. Harrell goes to state. Jimothy Lewis goes to state. Those all were four stars or better. And Ole Miss has been cleaning up, but I, I think that the star ranking, just appearing in the star ranking, we've been over that a million times before. That's not the right really way to go about it. Still, I do think there's something to be said that of all these guys we've been talking about, it seems like for a year now, like Cam Franklin and Waller, it, it would be nice for Ole Miss come Juice Fest or at Juice Fest to get one yeah. or multiple of those players in the boat. Just not that stars are the end all be all, but 
I just think Ole Miss fans are um, a little uneasy because of how good and how deep the in-state class is, and there was an expectation, or at least it seemed like there was some momentum for Ole Miss to really clean up. And right now, uh, while they kind of ended that skid with William Eccles and they love him, the three-star defensive lineman from Houston, you still haven't done what many thought you might be doing in the mm-hmm. summer as far as in-state recruiting. Yeah, I, I do agree there. I certainly think it's going to be a it's going to be a big weekend because it's uh, you know I mentioned media days bridging the gap from the summer to the season. I mean, Juice Fest is kind of you know the last big recruiting event before you know fall camp gets going, and the coaches are going to flip most of their attention to the season and getting prepared for uh for Mercer for that home, that home opener season opener. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be crucial. Are they going to be able to get, you know, you mentioned Jamonte Wallet. Will they get him on campus for Juice Fest? Will they be able to get Narelle White, Braylon Burnside, JJ Harrell? Um, will those guys be, be in attendance? Um, I would assume Cam Franklin will be there. Um, uh, you know, and, and this, again, I don't think this is a sour grapes take at all. If Cam Franklin doesn't show up or he's only there for half a day, I wouldn't think like, oh, the the world is is ending, like this is it, like he's not coming to Ole Miss. He's been there plenty of times. So one weekend is not going to, you know, just completely change the trajectory of a recruitment like that because he's been there so many times. But I do think it's going to be very telling if somebody like Jamonte Waller doesn't come or Braylon Burnside or whoever, like the, these big targets, especially inside the state of Mississippi that are committed elsewhere, they got to get them on campus and they got to, they got to do something to flip the momentum. Unfortunately, because of the recent run of how things have gone for Ole Miss and in-state recruiting, there's like more put on Cam Franklin's recruitment and for him to end up an Ole Miss rebel to kind of stem the tide in a way. That's the unfortunate thing. Cause it's by right. no means a slam dunk that he's going to end up in Ole Miss Rebel, Tennessee, Miami are coming hard. So that that's the unfortunate thing about Cam Franklin in particular, but I'm with you on that. Um, is there any player in state that you feel particularly good about right now? That stump you? No, I'm trying to think of somebody else that we haven't talked about a lot, but I just keep coming back to Narelle White. Um you know, he he's the guy that, that he's going to say all the right things on Twitter. He's going to do all the Arkansas stuff. He's going to tweet out the the hog emojis and do all of that. But I still think that Ole Miss has a really good shot to flip him. Um, we'll see. I'm not saying it's a it's a done deal or um, anything like that. But and and keep in mind with the same with with somebody like J.J. Harrell. I mean, I wasn't the only one that was wrong on that one. Yeah, I was wrong on that. I mean, Sam Spiegelman is probably one of the best in the industry and knows everybody and talks to everybody, including the the prospects themselves. And I wasn't alone in putting in a flip prediction. I think everybody thought as soon as he decommitted from Tennessee, he was going to Ole Miss. So you can piece together what happened there on your own. Well, for those who aren't, I put it on own. the board. Okay. But, you um, piece it together for the people who might not be as initiated in this. <laughs> Come on. I mean, Mississippi state's doing the same thing that Florida's doing. 
which I is think they are I think they are pushing for early commits and they are you think they're paying for early commits yeah okay. I mean Mississippi State's done that for years the whatever they call it the the big dog camp or you know whatever they call it that that's kind of been the mo regardless of who the head coach is it's always been like that and I think that and look, we've talked about it on this show. I've talked about it with David Brandt. We've talked about it with with other guests. It this this year is going to suck for Zach Arnett. It's just a tough situation all around. It's it's an incredibly difficult and sad situation that Mike Leach is no longer the head coach and he's no longer with us. But I also think there's going to be a big time shift in everything about that program. Completely different offense. It's still going to be the same defense, but it's a first-year head coach. And you're playing in the SEC, and you're in the SEC West. It's going to be difficult. You know, news at 10. That's not breaking anything. But I think that he, along with their collective, are very aware of the possible struggles that could happen in the 2023 season. Same with so Florida, Billy Napier. And, so get them now and yeah. try to hold build on up, to Build up some recruiting momentum. Get people excited about, okay, we know it's 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 his first year, but like we're fired up because we got, you know, we, we got all these good players coming in. I think Florida's doing the same thing. I think Florida's going to struggle again. I'm just confused as to where all of this kind of uh, online, like re-engagement and rivalry nonsense is, is going to stem from, where it's come from. And it was interesting to me because uh, I, I don't know if State's paying to buy, for commi- buy commitments right now or not. I don't know. Um, I think you could be onto something there. But one thing that Chuck asked Walker Jones, the head of the Grove Collective on the Rebelio Hotline on Monday, was about rumors that state people are kind of drumming up on their message boards. And it's in regards to like Ole Miss borrowing money for, from banks to make their payroll, that they're broke and they're writing contracts that they can't cover. Here's what Walker said. That's the best news I've heard all day. Matter of fact, all week. The fact that they are saying that tells me that we are way ahead. Uh, when you're desperate and when you're behind, you'll do anything and say anything. And, you know, look, I don't concern myself with what's happening over in Starkville because, quite frankly, it's just not worth my time or my energy. Uh, the great news is, you know, we have been able to pay every single penny of our contracts uh, and done that without having to borrow one cent from one bank, all donor funded uh, because our people have stepped up. And uh, the fact that you asked me that question tells me that uh, we're doing something right and we're way ahead of our uh, our friends over in Starville. So I hope they keep saying that. I really do. I really hope they keep thinking that because it couldn't be further from the truth. And maybe that's what they're doing. I don't know. Uh, but I certainly wouldn't say that. Uh, and all I can tell you is that we are in great shape uh, because our fans have stepped up, our donors have stepped up, and we've able to, been able to fulfill all our obligations. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, I, I hope they keep saying that uh, because it means that we're doing something right. Walker's obviously dismissing it, but there has been like this reemergence of Egg Bowl online animosity and anger and daily resentment or – just trash talking back and forth that I don't know why. Maybe it's because of the recent run and success in state for Mississippi State in getting these commitments. 
But I think there is something to be said. Like, I, I'm curious about Jimothy Lewis. Like, I, I want to talk to Jimothy Lewis. I doubt he's going to answer the phone right now. But, like, I would love to know what resulted in his Mississippi – like, what led to his Mississippi State commitment. Because he didn't even have Mississippi State in his top ten. But, look, 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 it's July 5th, good vibes only. Ole Miss football is right around the corner. And I want to talk about some things in regards to position by position stuff in this particular edition of Talk of Champions brought to you by BNA Bank and Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It does not matter what you say. It can be the meanest thing you can come up with. But as long as it's five stars, I'm good. But before we jump into the position by position stuff, on three rolled out the national championship odds for 2023-24, the playoff national championship odds. Georgia, of course, is number one at plus 220. Alabama's number two at plus 600. Ohio State's plus 700. You're talking about hit that line. Well, this is right up that that alley, right? Michigan yeah. plus 900. LSU plus 1,200. That rounds up the top five. Ole Miss, number 20 behind Wisconsin at 17. Oklahoma at 18. UCLA at 19. Ole Miss with the 20th highest national championship odds at plus 12,500. How about that? About right? Little too little too uh far down the list for you. Where do you kind of think what do you kind of think about Ole Miss and where they stand right now? Uh it, that's probably about right. Um in the SEC this is a year where you have to play LSU, Alabama, and Georgia all in the same season. Two of those are on the road. A lot has to go right for Ole Miss to be in the running for a national championship. Other um, than that, man, just yeah, easy I, rolling. I know people still still want to talk about Texas A and I'm I'm to the point now where I am completely one hundred percent. I will not buy the hype until I see it. I am because... out on Jimbo Fisher and Texas A and M, and yet they're number fifteen at plus five thousand. <laughs> And I don't care. Bobby Petrino's there, I know, but look, if I if I'm a betting man, I'm betting on Jimbo Fisher somehow screwing that up. Um, I think that Ole Miss is. I think the floor is probably eight and four, and if Jackson Dart takes a takes a big step, and history shows quarterbacks can take a step in year two with Lane Kiffin, Matt Corral did it. And I think that this offense is going to be much more balanced and much more explosive in 2023 with the transfer portal additions and another year of Quinchon Judkins, who, oh, by the way, was a consensus All-American last year as a yes. true freshman. And um, on three re recently re released its top 10 running backs in college football. Blake Corum was number one at Michigan, which is going to fire up Zach Get Gary. out of here. And number, and number two was Quinshawn Judkins. Sick of this. Yeah. I, um, I don't know what your beef is with Blake Corn, but it's hilarious to me. I just don't think he's I just don't think he's better than Quinshawn Judkins. I think Blake Corn's is a perfectly good running back, but he Quinshawn perfectly Judkins good. is better. Yeah, okay. Well, he's number fine. two for a sophomore in contention with a guy who's probably the number one running back in the country returning next year. Yeah. That's pretty good. Can't get really we'll that see. I, that one. I'm very interested to see what Judkins 2023 year looks like because me too. He did what he did last year operating under the premise that everybody kind of knew he was getting the ball all the time, <laughs> especially late in the year. 
Yeah, and so I mean that Texas A&M game was was hilarious because I was literally there in attendance, and I could hear all of the A&M people around me just groaning every time he got the ball and got six or seven yards, and they're just screaming at DJ Durkin, "What are we doing? Why are we not loading the box?" Um, but this year, I mean, you add in Caden Priestcorn, who. <clears throat> I've talked to people that have seen him in practice and say he looks like Jason Witten. The number um, seven returning tight end in college football, according to Pro Football Focus. I think he's going to be a monster in this offense. I think Michael Trigg, a year removed from the injury and a fire has been lit under his ass. I think he's going to be just geeked to get going. Um, and then you have Trey Harris, uh, Zachary Trey Franklin. Harris, the number one highest graded returning wide receiver in the SEC next year. Which hey, is quick, crazy. Quick question. I we need to get this squared away. Is it is it Zachariah or Zakari? Oh man. I've been operating under the idea that it's Zakari, and I was watching some film on him um the other day, and now the announcer could have gotten it wrong, but it was um I guess a CBS college sports announcer that I think does a lot of conference USA games and Called him Zachariah Franklin. Could be wrong. I'll have to we'll, we'll we'll put a pin in that and try to figure that one out. Either way, he's going to be call good. It, can we just call him Zach? <laughs> That's up to him. Uh, he does the uh, he does the Zoltan hand signal oh, when he scores that is a touchdown. Great. That he is the, great. He does the Zoltan and then he does the the Michael Jordan shrug after he well, scores. That, that um, one's a pretty uh, well-used and well-worn celebration, the Michael Jordan shrug. Zoltan from Galaxy Quest? That is amazing. Zoltan. It, is that Galaxy? I thought it was from Dude, Where's My Car? It is from Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm I don't want to doubt you. You're, you're a bigger nerd than me. but No, you're um, right. You're right. You're right. But Galaxy Quest is awesome. Still, yes, it's from Dude, Where's My Car? Okay, but then, yeah, Jordan Watkins is back. Um, Jalen Knox coming off the injury. He's back healthy. They expect a lot out of him. Dayton Wade, who became a really nice security blanket towards the end of the season. And the and, easiest dude to root for. I mean, an absolute electric factory on the mic. I mean, just a great interview. Yeah. And uh, you talk about getting me fired up about – Blake Corum being above Quinchon Judkins, I don't think people are talking enough nationally about Aiden Aiden Williams. I think he's going to be a dude, and I expect him to factor into the offense early on. Um, and then on the on the flip side on defense, I think that the you know since we're talking national championship odds, I mean, come on, Ole Miss is probably not winning the national championship this year. But if they're going to get into that eight nine possibly ten win conversation. They're going to need a big year from Pete Golding in that defense. Now, I think that's the biggest question mark. I think the offense is going to be perfectly fine. I think Jackson Dart's going to have a big year. They've got a ton of weapons. The run game is solid. They have four starters returning on the offensive line. They brought in some some big-time transfers on the offensive line that have looked good early on in, in camp and spring game and uh, in the weight room and all of that. But defense is where, you know, that – if you're going to place a an over under bet on on wins, I think right now Vegas has it at seven and a half, which I think Ole Miss can comfortably go over. 
Um, but if you really want to feel good about comfortably going over, the defense is going to have to to step up. And is this going to be a okay? Pete Golding's got them. Like they're solid. They're 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 holding people to you know. 22, 24 points per game allowed? Or is it going to be a building year and uh, they're a year away? They still got to, you know, they're learning the the scheme. You know, they still got some guys that are kind of playing out of position. They need more depth. You know, what's what's the defense going to, like if you could look into the future and tell me what the defense was by game eight or nine, then I would, you know, definitely be able to tell you how the season's going to go because I think that's, Equally as important, maybe more important than the offense clicking on all cylinders. If that defense is top 60, they can compete in pretty much every game they play. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for sure. And they they can get there. I'm looking at these odds, though. Number five, LSU at plus 1,200. That's pretty sexy. Pretty sassy. (laughs) If you want to make some money, bet 100 to win 1,200 for LSU to win the title. Yeah. You're not going to um, make any money off of picking Georgia at plus 220. No. But LSU at plus 1,200? USC at plus 1,400. I have no belief that USC is going to win the national championship. I just would not feel any kind of way about putting any money down on them. But LSU is going to win the West. I'm putting my flag, planting my flag down right now on that. I would I would say that that you're probably looking at better odds for Georgia if they had a quarterback figured out. What would it be like if, even money? I mean, how much better could you get? Yeah, yeah, that's what I say. Even money, it would just be a waste of time. Yeah, but they've got some good dudes. Carson Beck, you got the Vandegrift kid. They've got some dudes, but they still have not played any college football outside of a couple, you know, mop up time snaps. So, you know, yeah, if if Stetson Bennett was younger or somehow found another year of eligibility, I mean, it would just be a wrap. It wouldn't. Even what, be... What's so crazy is that we're talking about that with Stetson Bennett, great college quarterback. I think he's going to be fun with the Rams too if he actually gets into some games. And recently, speaking of the Rams, Ole Miss's Zach Evans was drafted in the sixth round by the Rams. Obviously, is better than a sixth round talent, but injuries have been a problem. Um, he's a top two, three round talent, and he was recently projected. I can't remember who it was. Pro Football Focus, ESPN, one of the national uh, platforms, maybe on three. Um, mm-hmm. Put him in there as one of their picks for the all-rookie team next year in the NFL, which I could totally yeah. see. Because if you look at – that, Yeah, if you look at star college players like Zach Evans, productive players, high upside players like that, even – it doesn't matter where they were drafted. Um, if you look at, like, their each of their situations uniquely, Zach Evans has one of the clearest paths for playing time. And the reason for that is because of our good friend Cam Akers sitting in front of him. If Zach yes. can stay healthy, the talent is undeniable. So that's when, if you're in fantasy football like me, if you're obsessed with it, Zach could be a flyer. He could be one of those uh, waiver ads in like week two or three that pays off with a title later on down the road. Just putting that out there in the ether. I'll, Don't throw it back I'll at give me. you a uh, – you told me LSU at plus 1,200. Yeah. I'll give you one. Yeah. that you could maybe take a flyer on now or put a pin in Florida Utah. state oh. plus 1800. Oh, oh! I think they're, I think they have a real shot to just dominate the ACC. Jordan Travis is back another year with Mike Norvell sleeper Heisman, not even a sleeper. I think he's a top three Heisman candidate right now. A sleeper would be Quinshawn. So yeah, 
Jordan Travis has already been floated as maybe think- the greatest preseason competition <laughs> for Caleb Williams for the Heisman next year. I, I think they're going to be really good. I'm going to LSU plus 1200. That's where I'd put my money. Would you put, would you be tempted at all to put a hundred dollars down on Ole Miss plus 12,500 or is that just lighting your hundred dollar bill on fire? Yeah, it's probably just throwing a, yeah, a Ben Franklin out the window, but when that playoff expands though, Oh man, I'm going to be coming up with so many scenarios in my brain for how Ole Miss can get through. Oh, Walker yeah. Howard season, baby. I thought that I was the smartest guy in the room a couple of years ago when I put down $100 on Matt Corral winning the Heisman. Oh, God, and, you got close. I'm not that close, but still. It, 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 it all came crashing down in the Auburn game when he got hurt. Because, um, I mean, he was up there. He was. For most of that season. and. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was after the obviously the Auburn game he you know got hurt and almost lost, but that was that was the year when I was like, oh, all right, like maybe I didn't waste a hundred dollars. I think I got it at like plus fifty five hundred or something. Um, Man, but anyway, so you're what going a fun LSU. way for that one to pay off though. Wouldn't it have been awesome? Put down a hundred dollars on Matt Crow winning the Heisman and knowing that <laughs> in the preseason you're just being, you know, just being a homer. But yeah. Uh, but then that that thing dang, that pays off in November. Holy oh god! Have you ever had like yeah. a parlay, like just a ridiculous like three team parlay that you laid down and it actually no, ben, paid off? I've had a twelve team parlay pay off. How much do you win? Have I never told you this story? No. So this was pre gambling apps. So this was back when people were still either online or with bookies. Bookies and um. Uh, my friend, uh, Mr. Ben Woodhouse, have hit that line. Um, okay, was we Ben our bookie? Podcast. We don't need to put that out into the universe. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay, um, good, good. So, so we were doing our podcast like we always do, but it was just not yet in the talk of champions sphere atmosphere yet. We were just, you know, so I was in Alabama visiting uh, a friend. We were about to tee off on hole number one, and um. Over at uh, Gunner's Landing. Shout out to uh, the folks over there. Shout out to Gunner's Landing. I don't even know where we are when he says Gunner's Landing. Where where are we? Gunnersville, Alabama. Okay. Big time fishing there at that lake. Um, Great, great place. So we're about to tee off. Ben texts me and he's like, hey, I feel really good about all of our picks we made this week. You want to do a little parlay? And I was like, (laughs) sure. So I was like, tell me what to Venmo you. I'll do it. And and let's ride. That's how it starts. It's like, hey, man, I think we're on to something here. You know, so I, we, we I, have I think, we have outmaneuvered everybody else in the gambling industry. I can't remember if we put ten dollars on it or twenty. I can't like I can't remember if he said Venmo me five or ten dollars. So anyway, I spent twenty dollars on way worse. So here's what happens: um, we finish the round of golf, and we we get back to his place. We fire up some steaks on the grill, and we're just hanging. Uh, this is like. Oh, he had he had one kid at this time. We did not have a kid, so you know, pre kids, so we're very chill. And um, we call Texas those LSU. The good times. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, it's just less distraction, uh, yeah. more more relaxation. Yeah. Um, LSU Texas is is on. This is Joe Burrow. You know, 2019. This is when they were cooking. Greatest college and, football team in the history of college football, in my opinion. Oh, don't get we. Yeah. Put a pin. Put a pin in that. So, yeah. oh, no, there. no, Matt Leinert and Reggie Bush. 
No, it's Miami. Vince Young, Texas. Who? It's my. It's two thousand one Miami. It's not even close. Oh yeah, you're right. Is that Ken Dorsey? Yes. Yeah. And uh, like thirty nine other first rounders. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. So he, uh, so Ben texts me, and it's like mid third quarter, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I don't want to alarm you, but our parlay is still hot right now." And I was like, "What? We There's had nothing else 11... to think about now. You can't tell me that." We had hit 11 games, and the last remaining one was Texas LSU. And I think it was the, it was like the point spread. And we hit a 12-team parlay because Joe Brady decided to go for two just because of hashtag analytics. Yes. And that's how we hit a 12-team parlay. How much did you win? I think, I think we each won like $2,100, $2,200. Oh, man. Um, and that is how I bought my first uh, real big boy set of golf clubs. That is awesome. And well, shout out to the to boys that, that uh, shout out to the boys at No Lang Up for the promo code too. Uh, and what I was about to say is like now, Ole Miss fans have further incentive. Yeah, to tune <laughs> yeah. in to hit that line. I mean, holy cow! You that's had a right. teamer, man. That's some that that's some like reputational cachet. That you can just hang with you for years. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we missed for the last two weeks. But we hit a 12-teamer. I'll have to go back and find the stats because we've kept up with all of our picks throughout the years. And we've done the podcast for a while. It wasn't until last year was a bad year. Like, we we all sucked. Um, normally, Ben, Austin, and Nick are, are are pretty damn good at the, it. The, the, them's the breaks, you know. Yeah, but like prior to last year, and I think 2021 was, we were above 500. But before that, like those guys carried me, but like we had a outstanding winning percentage. Um, so yeah, so there, there's there's your endorsement to tune in to hit that line for this for this <laughs> season because we yeah 12 team part, parlay was a part of the talk of champions family of podcasts. Nice. Outside of outside of that, my biggest gambling win was um uh oh, what year was it? I think it was last year. Um when Roy McElroy uh ran down Scotty Scheffler for the FedEx Cup title at East Lake. Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank. Local. Invested. Modern banking. Are you ready for the Grove? Because I know I am. So join Lane Kiffin and your Ole Miss football rebels at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium this fall for the 2023 season. Order tickets now to participate in the seat selection process and to explore seating options. Visit OleMissTix.com, OleMissTix.com, or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation today, 662-915-7159. For Ole Miss football season tickets, it's time again to help lock the vault. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. 
Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Allen Samuels, let's be friends. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC. Code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. So I I looked it up because I didn't want to be wrong. So Scheffler had, he started the Tour Championship at 10 under because he had a field best 4,206 FedEx Cup points. Okay. And Rory... um, was seventh so he started at four under so Scheffler had a six stroke lead going into it and you're just Rory hanging on every putt every chip you know and this was you know tour tour championship so this is late august so this is definitely me like right. i gotta get some kind of gambling high before college football right and i think yeah. i think it was like plus 800 something like that and oh, yeah four under 66 Scheffler shot a 73 um and uh, Rory got it done. That was like outside of that 12, 
team parlay. That was my biggest one. Well, if you want to get in on some of this action, some of this fun, degenerate action, hit that line's coming back for football. Football's just around the corner. It's crazy to me. I mean, the SEC media days are coming up in a couple of weeks. Juice Fest, like we talked about, both Zach and I will be there for Juice Fest covering all of that. And then fall camp opens in August. We'll have Ole Miss Media Day where all us uh, local media types just gather at the Manning Center and go around and talk to all kinds of players and coaches. So much content to come at the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and Philip Bowling 3. That's the website that both Zach and I write for. So make sure to stay tuned to that talk of champions. The guests will start coming back in full force. And it, I'm just excited, man. Football's around the corner. I mean, this is probably my favorite time of the year outside of the miserable heat in Mississippi. This is probably my favorite time of the year. And I can't remember what I was reading or listening to. It was a couple of weeks ago because I was planning to do this on this podcast about a week ago, and then stuff happened. Um, current GOAT and potential GOAT as far as Ole Miss football positionally. All right? This is what I want to do as we both fire ourselves up and fire the Ole Miss fans up for football right around the corner. Are you game? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> We start, as we always do, at quarterback. The current GOAT for Ole Miss football at quarterback is who? This could get a little testy. I just want to let you know. Okay, so this one, the qualifier is simple. It's Matt Corral because he's the only guy no. to win 10 games in the regular no. season. No. no. Sorry. No. All right, it's Eli Manning. You can have your pick. I can have mine. You can. Um. So you we have Matt Corral. We can't both say Eli. That's boring. No. I, well, I was going to say Chad has an argument. He does, uh, but again, I still think Corral getting Ole Miss over that hump of 10 regular season wins for the first time ever is just incredible. And the way he did it, I was just talking to some Tennessee friends this morning about that game in Neyland Stadium. I mean, he ran the ball 30 times for 195 yards, literally put the team on his back that night. I mean, that's a game oh, he that didn't Ole literally historically – no, he didn't literally take all 10 of his offensive teammates and put them on his back. He figuratively did. Figuratively, yes. But that's a game that Ole Miss historically loses. On the road, they had every every chance in the world to not get it done, and they got it done. And it was in large part to to Mr. Corral. But, yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, Chad Kelly has, what, the third best offensive season ever in the history of college football or the history of the SEC um yeah behind cam newton and johnny manzel but it was um, one year so that's why i always put him like third true. yeah but like eli won 10 games before any almost quarterback had ever won 10 games in the modern era yeah with a bowl win with a bowl win and he Still did counts, it but with yeah. losses to texas um to texas tech and memphis in the non-con and then almost <laughs> completely running the table save yeah. for the game against lsu when yeah jonathan nichols missed one uh he was that 03? Was it wins on the road at both Auburn and Bama? I was there for both of them. Because the Bama one was huge because that, that it had been forever since that had happened. Hit yeah, Joe it, Gunn it, in the flats. Oh, my God. And I saved that. Like, I used to clip out the front page if Ole Miss won a huge game. The Daily Journal had the best sports section in North Mississippi, in my opinion. And I would cut out their lead story, and it was Joe Gunn laying in the end zone, having been tackled, but Ole Miss beat Alabama. And uh, I lost that when our house burned down. And my buddy Ty Oshewski, who's up in Michigan, he uh, he was on the beat for a little while, and he had that exact same thing framed. He gave it to me for Christmas one year. Buddy, still hanging up in my office. Oh, wait, that was – The magic of that. That was the year before. That was 2002. Yeah, that was that was 02 because 03 That's was right. Bam at home, and they they whipped them. 
Yeah, beat the crap out of them. You're right. But it was at Auburn when Ben Obamanu dropped the pass. Yeah. Well, I was sitting in the Ole Miss end zone, and fa- like so, on the far other end was the Ben Obamanu drop pass. Ooh. And I mean, this is one of the most egregious drops you'll ever see. So yeah, there was some luck I... involved, but also Tay Tay Biddle dropped a pass against Memphis. So drops happen. <laughs> All right, we're not taking know. away from Eli's work here. That was legendary. I, I mean, he should have won the Heisman. Jason White did. Um, you could have argued that. Uh, I mean, yeah. if Larry Fitzgerald would have won the Larry Heisman Fitzgerald. Yeah, it should have been Larry Fitzgerald or Eli or Eli. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this because I mean you're adjacent to Memphis, but you're not a Memphis guy. But there was a great store that was called Collector's Corner that was in, um, I guess technically Memphis. It's like right on the edge of Germantown. It was next to the Borders bookstore that I was actually in when C.J. Johnson flipped to Ole Miss. Oh man! Um, but there was a really awesome store called collector's corner that just had all kinds of just you know historic moments that were like painted they had all the college football knickknacks they had pro stuff they had a wall of hats you know the bar hats that everybody buys that's Um, my stuff right there i love but they but they had a print in there i always remember it and it it was there forever because i just don't think anyone wanted to buy it um, of Ben Obamanu on his knees with his hands on his on his head after he dropped the pass. Oh my um, god, I'd buy that today. <laughs> but, I would uh, buy it today. But yeah, I, Eli, it's Eli. I mean, he's he's pro. I just I got to give Corral his props, man, because that was sure. just. But a, Eli was the first overall run. pick. Should have been the Heisman winner in my opinion. Sure. I mean, if you took. Jason White off that Oklahoma team, or even Larry Fitzgerald off that Pittsburgh team. Larry should have won it, probably. But if we're really trying to go by what used to be the criteria for the Heisman, Eli was the Heisman winner that year. All right, so either or, Matt Corral, Eli Manning. Chad has an argument. Archie, of course, has an argument. Um, But I think that we wouldn't get too much pushback from picking one of Matt Corral or Eli Manning. I say it's Eli. I think I get you to Eli, too. Who is on the current team a potential GOAT? A quarterback. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty easy to make. I think it's probably Walker Howard. Yeah, yeah. he is yet to play. Right for Ole Miss. Um, We're hyping his ass to the moon. Yes, Dart. I mean, he could go off and have a fantastic encore to what he had last year. But, but that's not a goat season. One year is gonna it's gonna have to be a lot. Yeah, like you're gonna have to be like. You know, Jordan Tiamu, twenty eighteen, Chad Kelly, twenty fifteen type territory to to be in that conversation. Um, where is Jordan I mean, Tiamu for you? He's top ten easily. I'm just trying to think where he is. I mean, he's threw for thirty nine hundred yards in twenty eighteen. Um, now the offense didn't do him a lot of favors, but he had a ton of weapons. I think that's why Eli is is so. I mean, just cemented as a goat, definitely on a, on the Mount Rushmore, just because of what he did with what he had. I mean, all due respect to the hold on man, he had Mike guys on those teams. He had Chris Collins. He had Tay Biddle. Yeah, Mike went to those... the Redskins. Uh, Tay Biddle went to the Panthers. But I, those guys would even tell you that yes, those guys aren't AJ Brown. They're not. I, I will Metcalf. argue that he had one of the very best Ole Miss offensive lines ever. Littered with NFL yeah. talent. 
Those lungs. One of them. Different. One of them just so happened to have two left feet on one play, but yeah, that wasn't <laughs> Doug's fault, man. <laughs> hey, Come he on. was gonna be a hey. Doug Buckles' dog. Doug Buckles was awesome. Parade All American, I think, coming out of high school. Doug Buckles gonna be a dog. He's awesome. Um, Marcus Johnson but, was on that team. Belton Johnson played tackle. I still, uh, I mean, Chris Collins was probably one of my favorite Ole Miss players ever. Current goat is Deuce or Dexter. Mm, Who's yeah. a potential Quinshawn? He could really go down as the best ever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was talking with uh, Austin. I've hit that line. Uh, I was I was talking with all of them earlier, and um. Or actually, no, I, I was talking with Austin, but I believe it was Ben who brought it up. His his comp for Quinshawn Judkins, are you ready for this? Oh, boy. Ricky Williams. Dang. Which, I mean, Ricky like, in college was something else, man. Even when he was, like, on the field in the NFL, he was something else. I mean, he's – there was nothing like him ever before. He was revolutionary at running back. Yeah, I mean, he was incredible. Now, high praise. And now comps are not always like, yeah. I'm saying this person is going to do what this person did, but running style, power, speed. Yeah, you get in dangerous territory with that because like Joe McKnight was Reggie Bush. Corvick Neat was Dexter McCluster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I said, I, I mean, you can always just go with what I said, and he's just Thanos, TJ Yeldon. Um, but. Ricky Williams is an interesting comp. Just the the makeup, the way they look. I got one for you. Judkins is much bigger now. Like that dude is not missed a workout. Um, all right, who you got? Ronnie Brown. Yeah, that's a good one. Either way, he's gonna end up as yeah. He's the he's easiest one they're gonna do. He it's Quinshawn. All right. Let's go wide receiver. And this one I think is pretty easy like quarterback, even though it might not be exactly who almost fans think immediately. Current goat would be, there's so many. God, it's AJ. It's AJ. It's AJ. But he could be Elijah. I mean, if we're talking about numbers, could but be Elijah. Yeah. Laquan. Body of work. It could be Shea Hodge. Could be Laquan okay. Treadwell. Mike Wallace. Dante. Um, people forget about Shea Hodge. I don't that think dude, people. I think that it's dude like, had the that dude had the career yards record until AJ. But I feel it's kind of like trendy to say people forget Shay. No one forgets Shay. Shay's awesome. Shay was awesome. Well, forget as in recency bias with the big names. He was literally the second player we brought up in this conversation. Because <laughs> I brought him up. Because I feel, I don't know. If I wasn't going to forget him. Shay's my dude. Okay. Okay. All right. But it's he's, AJ. He's a fellow. He's a fellow journalism alum like myself. That dude, man, I love Shay Hodge, man. And you talk about being able to identify talent. That dude called Sunterine Perkins before anybody else did. I remember I got a, like a text or a call from Shay when kid Sunterian. was in night. What I say? What I what say? We, you, you you said uh, oh, no. Sunterine. It's all right. Remember, you can just his nickname. His nickname is apparently Git, so you can just call him Git or Sun or Sunny D. <laughs> Sunny P. Sorry, I was calling him Sunny P. I, I like Git. If Git is what he goes by, then Git it will be. He called Git before anybody else did. It was like a call or a text. He was like, hey, man, uh, I don't know how much recruiting you're doing lately, but there's one guy that's going to be an absolute monster. I'm pretty sure when it was when he was like an eighth grader. Yeah, it was something crazy. 
I mean, you knew him. It's like uh, when you went and watched Tony Connor, you knew immediately. And I remember, man, I was I was doing a spotting job for ESPN, and it was Barry Brunetti's team, and uh, for MUS versus South Panola, and had all that talent on it, like Nick Brazel and all those dudes. Yeah, but there was one guy who was obviously better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Tony Connor was coming. Damn you, Derrick Henry! All right, so who is your potential goat? I gotta go with my dude, Aiden Williams. Me too. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, because the rest he of them looks, were transfers. Yeah, Aiden Williams looks nine day different from the Under Armour game to now. Like his body has already, he's, they're getting after it in the weight room. And he arrived early and Chuck has talked to people. He's people that have seen him. He's one of the few true freshmen that are sticking out already. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And he's wearing number uh, one. So no pressure, but Laquan wore one. AJ wore uh, one. Jonathan Mingo wore one. Quick trivia. You, you, I mean, you, you probably get this. Who holds the record for total offense, uh, total offense in Ole Miss history? Total offense in Ole Miss history. Dexter? Nope. Elijah? No. T- so this is all positions, oh. not receivers. Oh, all positions. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, it's going to be a quarterback then, right? Yes. Oh, God. Matt Corral? He's third. All right, who who is it? Who is it? Bo Wallace. No kidding. In three years. No kidding. Eli's at two. Matt Corral's at three. Both of them had four years. Chad Kelly's at four with just two years. See, I'm saying my guy's got an argument. But yeah, Bo Wallace over ten thousand total yards. Holy shit. I hadn't talked to him. I got to get Bo back on this podcast. All right, here's the problem with offensive line. Laramie Tunsil's the goat, and no one's ever going to be better than him. It's not even close. I don't even want to do that. Tight end. Evan Ingram's current goat. Is there anybody on the roster that could be potential? You you take an Evan Ingram over Wesley Walls? Shit. There's been a lot of good Ole Miss tight ends, too. Chris Mangum. This is this is where it gets into that LeBron MJ territory where it's hard to compare eras. Yeah, but Wesley yeah, Walls it's, pro- it's probably Evan Ingram, but Wesley Walls was a dude. No, Wesley Walls, Chris Mangum, Rufus French, Doug Ziegler, Rufus, Rufus. Uh, yeah, I, there's nobody I'd go Ingram. You get, yeah, but but there's nobody on the current roster that could supplant the current. I mean, it would have to be Michael Trigg having two big years because Priest Corn has got one, and he's yeah, out. Yeah, and I think Trigg's leaving after this year no matter what. He's getting old. Yeah. At some point, you just got to go. All right, so nobody on the current roster for tight end. All right, flip over to defense. Defensive end edge, the greatest is. Oh, man. Um, it's hard. Hold on. You know who has a sleeper kind of resume for that? Marquise Haynes. Yeah. Just program record for sacks. I mean, it's it's probably him or Sam Williams. I'll go Marquise because I know you're going to go Sam. Yeah, I was going to go Sam. But, man, if you, if you don't – Or Greg Hardy. 
I was going to say, don't think about the off the field stuff. It could be Greg Hardy. That dude was an animal. I mean, that was early. CJ Johnson before he got hurt was something serious now. Yeah. 40 before he got hurt was something crazy. Early Nick Saban, but that Bama game, they just quit running to Greg Hardy's side. Mm -hmm. And they put a tight end and a running back into pass block (laughs) when to to try to. uh, And I think he had. that's the game where I always like I was a student and I remember when when Shea Hodge caught the ball and he was forced out and came back in and they they didn't give Ole Miss the catch. And that game was going to be a wrap because he had it. They were they were going to be in the red zone and they were going to put Greg Hardy in and just throw a fade to him. And it was it was lights out. after that. Yeah. It would have been that, that's the funniest thing. It's like the Laquan pass never worked. But the Greg <laughs> Hardy fade pass always, every time everybody knew what was coming. And yet, Laquan pass never worked. Is there That's somebody probably... roster that you think could be a potential go to edge? That one's hard. If the scheme and he's if the scheme if if it works for for his skill set and if he stays healthy, and I just talked about him with Randall Joyner earlier this week, DJ Holmes. I'm telling y'all. Remember that. Remember that name. That dude is. They are extremely high on him. And the fact that his recruitment was so late. I know. I think a lot of people were scared off by the size. But a scout told me right before he committed, I was asking about him because I knew he had the gaudy sack numbers and he was all over the place for Pahokee. But somebody told me sometimes when you're evaluating players, you just got to got, you just got to get guys that can make plays. And they think that he is going to be a, a special player. If Cedric Johnson could have just stayed healthy, he'd have had a shot. Maybe. Maybe. Oh yeah. I mean, prior to the injury, he was a difference maker. Yeah. Um, he was the only answer when people said, how are you going to replace Sam Williams? Said. Right, yeah. Went to media days as a sophomore, so I'm crazy. Said. Defensive tackle, the GOAT, current GOAT, is Perret. Let's not get into anything yes. else with Perret. But Perret, <laughs> Speaking is there of- anybody on the current roster? If Xavier Harris were a left tackle, like many think he should be, he's not going to compete with Laramie, but I would have put him in there as a potential goat kind of guy for offensive line. I don't know if it, about defensive tackle yet. Yeah, I mean he's um I mean they 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 love him as a just a plug guy. I mean he is a monster. They love him as a football player. I still think they're trying to figure out what they love him as long term yeah. positionally. Um defensive tackle. Uh that one's a tough one. J.J. Pegues obviously makes sense, but he would have needed to have done something crazy baller last year to really go through this year, finish his college career um, in her goat status. Yeah, he's kind of a tweener, but I think he's he's kind of in that Isaac Gross, J.J. Pegues mold. I'm going to go Jamarius Brown. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Very, 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 very quick. 
incredible yeah. athlete too. I when I talked Former with four star in state, I think top five kid. Yeah, when I talked with him, Randall Joyner talked about it, and I had never made the comp because I always just looked at him as a defensive tackle, and he's got such a quick first step. I, first thing I thought of immediately was Isaac Gross, but I mean, Jamarius Brown played quarterback, he played running back. He played tight end in high school, and that's where the J.J. Pegues comp came in because, I mean, J.J. did everything. So um, really, really good athlete. I mean, right there with D.J. Holmes in terms of excitement. Um, They're really fired up for him. He's now officially on campus, um, arrived for the July session. Second summer summer semester. They were waiting on that. Um, He had to get academic clearance. So did Zachary Franklin or Zachariah Franklin. We have to figure that out. Zoltan. We'll just call him Zoltan. 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 All right. Uh, linebackers, Patrick Willis. Eh, it's Patrick Willis. Uh, it's nobody's. No. Um, that, that, that record that the graphic I, that, that we put up on the, uh, on the Instagram, which you can go follow us. OM spirit on three on Instagram still on the, holds on the, the record. Still holds the record for uh, solo tackles in a regular season. He has the top two seasons. He's not Patrick Willis but I will always give him his flowers as long as I am breathing. And there's a discussion about greatest Ole Miss linebackers. I will always make a point. He's not Patrick Willis. He's probably not top five. Give Roy Johnson his flowers, man. Oh, yeah. Give my man Roy Johnson his flowers. D. Gates, too. But no one. Is there Eddie a lot? Well, so, but thing is, thing is, Sonny P. I mean, I'm just. He could. He Eddie could. Strong. Eddie Strong was one of my favorites. Wore the the cowboy collar and yeah. number one. Yeah. Just frightening when when large humans wear single digit numbers. Armigas Spearman. Yeah. There's one for you. I loved Armigas Spearman. Kind of a kind of a hybrid, but Derek Burgess was a monster. Nate Wayne. Oh, of course. Cassius Ware. I mean, the dude's Ware. Literally terrified people. <laughs> It's Patrick Willis, and it is not crazy to say he's a five-star plus kid. Consensus five-star. Been that way since he was like a sophomore in high school. Yeah. The only catch to that is we don't know exactly where Sonny P is going to play. He could be a linebacker. He could be an edge like Harold Perkins. He could be that hybrid safety linebacker position. I don't know what they're calling it this year. It was star. star. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's something like that. Something like that. We don't know where he's playing, but if he plays linebacker, absolutely he could be in that conversation. That would be the one. He'd be the pick. I think he's going to be uh, – I mean, I think he's going to be Harold Perkins. I think that's – We're talking to – he's going to be Harold Perkins or Patrick Willis. That That's the kind of company. Or Tony, or Tony Connor. All in Tony Connor. Yeah, any of those. Cornerback, the greatest Ole Miss cornerback. Ken Lucas, DeAndre Prince is going to have a really good resume by the end of his career, but it won't be GOAT status. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, Trying to run through the recent guys that they have signed. Um, Braxis Myers didn't last three months. Yeah. Uh, It would have been Davison Igbenosin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think there is one. Uh, yeah, probably not right now. Um, 
Zamari Walton was a three-year starter at Georgia Tech, but do you factor that in? Does it Man. have to be all at Ole Miss? Does he have to do something absolutely insanely awesome in his final uh, college season at Ole Miss for us to entertain that? Like, does he need to break Sinquez's single-season interceptions record? Yeah. Tied with Bobby Wilson, by the way. Bobby Wilson, okay. <laughs> From 1949. They both had 10. Okay. Um, so it's not just Sinquez's record. My bad. I stand yeah, I, I always forget that. Is there one before we move to safeties and then leave? Um, hold on, let me think here. You're At really corner, trying to make catch happen on this one. Well, I mean, we gotta we gotta try. Um, you killed it with the Jamarius Brown one, though. I wasn't even thinking about him. Yeah, I mean, I, it's tough because you you've got. A bunch of transfers, and I I can't really include them yeah. if they're going to be a one-year dude. Unless um, Mari Walton does something crazy, and we then factor in how good he was at Georgia Tech. Yeah. We can move the goalposts whenever we want. Um, yeah, I know, but <laughs> every, yeah, I don't every know. man's got to have a code, Zach. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so right now. Yeah, I don't think so either. All right, safety. Hmm. Trey Elston's up there. I'm always, I'm always gonna have to go Seneca Taylor. Oh man, I love Seneca Taylor. Ed but, Oliver. Yeah, which man, watching him play flag football against normal humans was hilarious. It's probably a religious experience. Uh, J- Travis Johnson, come on now. I thought Travis played corner. Eh, he's like a, he's like a hybrid. He's kind of like a nickel kind of dude um Kendrick Lewis which which by the way if we're including nickel corners or you know floating guys I mean Mike Hilton duh Cody Pruitt I think we need to put Mike Hilton let's use Mike Hilton as the goat safety even though he was a okay it would have been Tony Connor but he got hurt again Uh, Derek yeah another guy we forgot about Vaughn Hutchins at corner. oh god yeah Vaughn Cassius Vaughn him in there who I found um, out later on in my life uh, apparently really hated me, and I don't even know why. <laughs> wow, Kentrell Lockett Brandon... told me, like, "Yeah, Cassius hated you." What? Oh, Cassius Vaughn hated you? Yeah. Oh man, I don't even know what That's I did. Bummer. I know it's a bummer. Me and Cassius had class together. We there you go. Two... Oh, speaking boys. of guys, we had classes together in goats. Number thirteen, Jamarcus Sanford. Yeah. Okay. Two Guard other uh... freshmen. Throwback names at safety we got to put in there. Harry Harrison and Todd Uh-oh. Sandroni. There we go. Got to throw in, got to throw in old, old Harry and, and Sandroni in there. I mean, we don't have to, but you did. Well, yeah. Is I there a them. goat, a potential goat? Well, Sonny P. <laughs> He's made that yeah. hybrid. There's a couple guys that, they're really high on it safety, but they haven't played enough. Um, no veteran though that jumps out like AJ Finley is gone now, but he wouldn't have been. We don't think of AJ in, in goat status. Hell of a career though. Oh, yeah, great career. Uh, I think Daniel Demery is going to be really special. Man, that's he going out yet, for him, though because you're going against yet, recruiting pedigree. It's true, but. 
I mean, he could probably be like in the mold of a Mike Hilton type guy because he's 5'11". The problem with that is if he's going to be that guy, he has to play this year. He has to. He might. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you right now, don't be shocked if Daniel Demery is is out there making plays. Maybe another Tysheem Johnson type freshman year. Could Tysheem have gotten in there? He had a bad year last year. He wasn't good last year. Yeah, so it wasn't. Could have gotten in there. Wasn't a wasn't a good encore, mm-hmm. but maybe yeah, that. I, I'll put that. Yeah, I'll, I'll stamp that one. Daniel Demery. All right. I don't think I have a pick for that one right now. For I'm looking through the options. Player. Yeah, just, I don't see one. Just a lot of unknowns. Yeah. He's Zach Barry. I'm Ben Gary. This has been another edition of Talk with Champions. Wait, are we not doing? Are we not doing kicker? Do we need to? It's Jonathan Nichols. <laughs> Can you name without looking up the kicker for Ole Miss right now? Uh, it's Caden Costa. Oh yeah, Caden's back. So you're putting you're putting Jonathan Nichols mm-hmm. after what he did. Yeah. Then he won I'm the Blue Crescent Award. I'm gonna give a shout out to my to to another Memphis boy. I'm gonna give a shout out to my boy Gary. Yeah, Gary Wonderlick deserves his flowers. Uh, Les Snead, was that his name? The leg. The leg. Caden Costa does that. Here's the thing, though. Caden, his first year, unbelievable. And then he got busted for that steroid (laughs) stuff. Okay, so I was going to make a joke. I was going to say Joshua Sheen was like the most jacked kicker ever, and then now Caden Costa exists. Wait, is Caden jacked? Yeah. I had no idea. You haven't seen him? I know, man, but Josh Hold Sheen on. was a monster. Just a little bowling ball of butcher knives. Like Derek Joshua from Real was, Joshua Sheen was probably also doing some extracurricular things. Yes, but we can neither confirm nor deny or speak to those any of that. All right, what about punter? Are we doing punter too? <laughs> Cody Ridgeway. Load me some Cody Ridgeway. Uh, long snapper, Preston Powers. I'll take your word for it. This has been another edition of Talk of <laughs> Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. We'll be back again on Friday for more um, on Ole Miss recruiting, Ole Miss football. It's, it's happening, man. I mean, we've gotten past July 4th. You can see media days coming. You can see August camp coming, Juice Fest. It's all on the way. So it's an exciting time in Ole Miss sports. Enjoyed it, my friend. We'll do it again. All right, buddy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.